0: Back with Eddie and Rocky.
2: And, Rock, I don't know about you, <laughs> but I was up, and this is true, I, for some reason, woke up at like 5.30 Saturday morning. Ah. So I get up and, uh, you know, and Deb's still asleep, I think, I'm going to get up and make a pot of coffee, I'm going to make us a little, you know, a little breakfast. A little sandwich, yeah. Yeah, do us uh, you know, surprise or something. So I get up. And I flip on the TV just to you know, have the news on in the background or whatnot. And the first thing that's up is the coronation of the king. Oh,
3: you're being coy, man. You were yeah. fired up. You woke up oh, early. I, I want to alarm. catch a whole weekend full said, of the festivities. Only reason, <laughs> the only
2: reason I told you that because I knew what you would say. <laughs> but yeah, I set the alarm, but no. Uh, and they, it was a big deal. Now I, I wondered, is it, is it really that big of a deal to the people or is it something you wanted to go to just to be a part of history? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a big deal. The last time there was a
3: coronation was 1953 when Queen Elizabeth became the queen. That was 70 years ago. So these things don't happen that often. Uh, but, yeah, I wonder uh, just, look, a lot of people like, you know, okay, the fashion and what was who wearing and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, but was it is it that
2: big a deal? Well, let's, uh, let's talk to someone who couldn't tell us. This is Shepard Ellis. He's a doctoral student and grad assistant uh, at UC. And Shepard, welcome to the program.
4: Hi, thank you guys for having me on. So,
2: so Shepard, is it really that big of a deal over there? Or was it just what I said, that people just wanted to kind of be a part of history?
4: Well, I think that's partially true. When you look at the crowds and how many people turned out, it is a big deal. And people want to go be a part of history. But it is also, um, in a historical context, really very important. I mean, some of the stuff that they were using and and the traditions they have there go back over a thousand years. Like, the chair that he sat in when he was crowned is, I think, 1,500 years old. And the big stone of destiny, which sounds like it's from Lord of the Rings, that they put underneath (laughs) that chair, um, they started using that to crown kings of Scotland and then eventually England uh, in 1308. So it is... it's both, really. It's, it's a popular moment, and it's pretty historically significant.
3: Now, is there any certain script they follow? Is this the way all kings have been done? I mean, where do they get the procedure? Where does that come from?
4: Well, the procedure is it's different each time, but it's been uh, since 1066, so again, a long time ago. Uh, they started crowning their their monarchs in Westminster Abbey, where this happened. And again, it's a little bit of a different preference for each person um, sometimes it used to be in Latin then eventually they started to mix in English and now it's been in english and now it's it's more of a set right but the procedure is set, but the individual readings, who talks, things like that is different like something that made this coronation pretty different from uh Charles's mother was that he had non Anglican clergy there who participated in the Ceremony, which had never been done before, and so they had to make up procedure for that.
3: Also, I don't think Lionel Richie was at Queen Elizabeth
2: coronation, but it <laughs> could have been. I know that was a big
3: or deal. God. Or Katy Perry.
2: <laughs> so, so Shepard, let, let me ask you this, and let, let's get let's cut right to the nub. It, why is? Charles so unpopular <laughs> there? Because you saw some people were holding signs, not our king, and the only king is the Burger King, and all this kind of stuff. Is it all due to his treatment of, uh, of Princess Di back in the day, or is it just a- something else? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, is it something else?
4: I think they're I think that's a lot of it. I really don't think that can be overstated. I uh, I wasn't alive when any of that happened, not to make you guys feel old. But I barely remember I think that, it. that <laughs> Yeah, that, but that makes a, that's a big part of it. He has the reputation as being kind of petulant because of that and all sorts of stuff. Uh he's also a lot more politically outspoken than his mother was and I don't even think he's that politically outspoken. But Elizabeth went so far as to not even vote. Um But Charles was, you know, since the 1980s, he's been talking about environmental protections, and he even argued with Margaret Thatcher about uh, urban renewal policies. So the fact that, and even if his opinions aren't necessarily controversial, people will disapprove of him for having them publicly since his mother was so neutral about everything. Uh,
3: Shepard, I I don't think a lot of people know what official duties the royals even have. Like, how big of a hand do they actually play in the day to day workings of the government. Can you explain that to the listeners?
4: Yeah, I'd be happy to. They don't have a lot of day to day importance. The, so Charles and before him, his mother, they would they'll meet with the Prime Minister um about once a week to talk about what's going on, but and they can try and influence policy. Uh maybe that's something Charles would do that his mother didn't do. Uh, but other than that, they don't do a whole lot. They, you know, ceremonially start the meetings of Parliament after they come back from recess, and they provide the official, like, royal seal of approval to laws that are passed. So even though they're not in charge of making or crafting the laws, they do get to, you know, add their add their stamp to it so that it becomes official.
3: All right. so they can weigh in a little bit, give their opinion, but they don't no one has to listen to their opinion they can just it is
2: what it is.
4: Yes, and I and I think that kind of ties into why Charles is more unpopular than his mother was because I'm sure she had opinions but she didn't share them and Charles has shared them. Uh so I think that that has, you know, kind of drawn attention to the fact that he's very he's pretty different from his mother. This is a new era and I think people dislike that about him. Mm.
2: So the thing is Harry showed up. Was that a big uh-huh. deal or the fact that they didn't make any kind of a deal out of it? It seemed like he was oh yeah, Harry's here too. He's here. Yeah. yeah he's over there someplace, but you know, it didn't make a big deal. Do you think that uh, do you think Charles really cares about that kind of thing?
4: Um I don't think so, not officially. Um or they would have made a deal out of it. This is the kind of ceremony where everything Uh, that you can possibly make a big deal out of something is made a big deal out of. I think he was just happy that his son was there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right, with that, Shepard, good stuff, man. Really appreciate it.
4: Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me. Good
2: stuff. Thanks, Shepard. Shepard Ellis from UC. And, yeah, did you see I saw a thing, too? And I wish I had the picture that somebody was saying a bunch of British, you know, it's in the tabloids in those papers over there, That they had a picture of it looked like some, it looked, it did look like somebody wearing a costume.
4: (laughs) What was it?
2: Crazy old lady kind of a costume. And people were going, Meghan Markle was there in disguise. Oh, oh, wow. That'd be (laughs) hilarious. Can you imagine? See,
3: I feel like that would win her back some, some endearment from people if she showed up in like a, oh, just some sort of yeah weird clown costume or something. A That'd be funny.
2: With, dancer for Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just,
3: just <laughs> want to be here, right? So everyone relax
2: a little. Everything will be fine. We check in with traffic and weather. What is going on?
5: From the UC Health Traffic Center, during National Hospital Week, we recognize and thank UC Health employees and clinicians who are making a difference every day. No accidents or broken downs to get in your way and it's a 3 minute delay if you're traveling 71 north from Florence to downtown. I'm John Crawford on News Radio 700 WLW.
2: The forecast from a 700 WLW weather center for tonight, storms early then cloud uh- Clearing skies after midnight. Gusty winds, small hail are possible. The low of fifty seven for tomorrow. Sunshine and the high of seventy five. It is seventy six now. News Radio seven hundred WLW.
6: Maybe you missed one of our shows because you look a little too much like a wanted serial killer.
7: This is the police department.
6: Come out now. Don't worry, you can get the podcast of our shows and hear what you missed. Check them out on the iHeartRadio Radio app. This report is sponsored by Tutankhamun, His
0: tomb and his treasures. Now open at Kosa. More than 3,000 years ago in ancient Egypt, a young boy ascended to the throne. Tutankhamun Experience a fascinating new exhibition.
2: Back with Eddie and Rocky. So, Ed,
3: have you ever... Maybe you do it yourself. You ever say, I'm multitasking? I'm, I'm getting stuff done. I'm eating breakfast. I'm checking emails. I'm doing show prep. I'm, yeah. um, you know, telling Deb to do the laundry faster. You know, all that stuff, right? That's yeah. a normal chop like, chop. Yeah, you know, yeah. Get her done. Right. That's pretty common around our house. Well, apparently, according to doctors, um, there is no such thing as multitasking. Right. Um, so many of us continue to equate hopscotching from one thing to the next with productivity um Job listings will seek multitaskers, right? You see, that on job we want someone who can multitask, sure. uh, as evidenced by the 141,000 hits for the phrase "multitask." Uh, workers tout themselves as multitaskers on their resumes, blah 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 blah. But again, according to doctors, all you really do is you're hopping from one thing to the next. You know, so you know, instead of you know, you think you're eating breakfast while you know, watching the news and then, um, you know, whatever, uh, writing in your diary. Yeah, right. You're you're really just doing all those things, but you're interrupting one. You're better off focusing on the one right, thing, say, you're, completing it, doing the next one,
2: and then doing the next one. You're not focused on the task at hand.
3: Right. So what this suggests is uh, we need to get back to monotasking, doing one thing at a time. The first step is winning ourselves from distraction, which is obviously very tough these days. Everyone has a ping on the cell phone and this and that. Uh, he says David Strayer, a professor at the University of um, Utah. Uh, Not only do your phones and notifications disturb us, we've grown to crave their interruptions. Right? How many times have you done that? Like, you know, it goes like fifteen minutes go by, and like, God, no one's no one's texted me or no one sent me an email. What the hell's going on? So it uh, suggests to set your inbox to incoming messages every 15 minutes, like not instantaneous, you know, where gotcha. you're constantly getting that sort of thing. Uh, turn off all your notifications um, and try to uh, and try a version of the Pomodoro technique. Not, not that Pomodoro technique, a different one. Oh, okay. This is where you focus in small bursts. Set a timer for 15 minutes of deep work on one thing, and take a five-minute break so 15 minutes no phone no email no computer no nothing boom i'm on this for 15 minutes solid don't call me don't talk to me and then you take
2: a five-minute break see now when did we become that as a society what happened to just putting your head down and accomplishing the job at hand as opposed to i'm going to do this for 15 minutes then i'm going to take a break you know what? If I did that when I like say cleaned my garage, my annual cleaning of the throwing crap out mm-hmm. and this and that, if I took a five minute break every fifteen minutes, i have nothing done. I'd right? be there for a weekend, <laughs> right? If I just go in there and do it, right? Sweep everything out, go put it, you know, put everything back. Okay, yeah, I've been doing that for about six, seven hours. But you know what?
8: It's done. It's
2: done. done. It's Miller
3: time, baby. No, I, I agree with you on that. I, I, I think what's more saying is you're better off doing, just cleaning the garage versus hey, I'm going to clean the garage and then you know what? I'm going to yeah, I might right. as well take the cans out to the to the road and then come right. back and oh yeah, there's something or Deb wants me to help her with something. It's just focus on one thing. So again, people and I got to tell myself this, there's no such thing as multitasking. Do one thing at a time. Then move to the next.
2: Well, do, focus on doing the job well as opposed to doing a bunch of stuff half-assed.
3: You just summarized what? It, yes, the, the article
5: Ro- <laughs> exactly. That's exactly.
2: pretty much what the guy's saying. One hundred percent. So, so Rock, here's here's something. Now, here's a here's a task. I, I could do this, and it, it's kind of a hey. Look, I'm I'm a I've got a the, the peccadillo. Peccadillo is as much as the next fella, mm-hmm. but watching somebody eat in the shower is not top of list for me. Well, is this someone who like they uh, enjoy the feeling of watching someone eat in the shower? Talk about multitasking. For bingo. It's bingo! Bingo! Ties right in. Here's a guy who calls himself the the Gaspacho Machine. <laughs> he uh, has revealed how he gets paid to eat in his shower. What? There's uh, something very funny and absurd about a man reviewing food in the shower while his life is falling up seemingly falling apart he came across this uh, odd adventure while he was trying to get rid of a hangover he was uh, he realized that eating inside the shower was an effective hangover remedy showers always make me feel better and so did eating breakfast so I combined you combine the them two. yeah why not my ex-girlfriend would always say it was gross so one day I was eating a sandwich and and she took a photo to show to my friends. They thought it was hilarious and said more people need to see it. So I posted it to, to Twitter. 45,000 people flocked to the page. Shower food review. Blah, 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 <sighs> blah. People are sending him money and making requests.
3: So this schlep is making probably more money than you and I just yeah. eating a omelet in the shower.
2: Yeah. Here he is eating a tomahawk uh, pork chop. One of those, uh, one of those big oh, giant yeah. mamma in the shower. And I, I don't know if people are getting their, their jollies off on it. It's gotta be a sexual thing. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, some, uh, he's, there he is eating a pineapple. Uh, <laughs> one, and there he is with a broken plate in there. Um, I'm aware that, uh, I'm not the first person to do this, but I don't believe anyone has done it as well as I have.
3: So he's saying I'm not I'm not an innovator, but I'm just just taking it up and perfecting this art. Yeah, but
2: uh, it, how 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 big of a pervert do you have to be to
3: get? Now does he show himself like is is it like an OnlyFans thing? Like you get to see him? Oh
2: yeah. Now does You're- he do like other stuff or is it just no? He just stands there naked in the shower and eats. Here he is eating a shrimp cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, what the hell is going on i got right what in the hell is going on there's something for everyone Come i reckon on <laughs> but yeah there he is we'll and, never stop china from
4: taking us over. Right. this is what people
2: like this is what you know that's well that's the thing with tiktok where i was talking about the chinese infiltrating us with tiktok this is the kind of stuff they're doing yeah that's right. Get the crazy americans to Get their mind off things by watching people eat a sub sandwich in the shower.
3: Now, now, to be fair, let's say there was a tw- like a handle. It was Margot Robbie eating in the
2: shower. Would you subscribe? Sign me <laughs> up. Bingo. We, Enough said. We go to the news right now.
8: News Radio seven hundred WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati.
0: New action on gun control. This is the 330 Report. I'm Matt Reese. Breaking now, two days after the country's latest mass shooting, lawmakers in Texas have approved a bill to hike the age to buy certain types of guns in that state it was prompted not by the weekend shooting in suburban dallas but by a previous shooting about a year ago in another part of texas an ar-15 style rifle was used in uvalde and the same kind was just used saturday in the shooting at a mall
8: it is seen as a milestone for families of uvalde victims who have been pushing to raise the age to buy certain guns in texas from 18 up to 21 years old now the house community safety select committee has the plan to raise a minimum age to buy AR-15 style rifles, but now it goes to another committee where it could stall waiting for a full house vote, and then when it goes in front of the full Texas house, the fight will be even more fierce.
0: Alex Stone, EBC News. CNN reporting this afternoon, the gunman in the mall shooting over the weekend had been discharged from the military because of mental health issues. He killed eight people in the Dallas suburb of Allen. Time to check the roads, the latest traffic and weather together.
5: From the UC Health Traffic Center, during National Hospital Week, we recognize and thank UC Health employees and clinicians who are making a difference every day. Just one accident in your way, that's on State Route 125 at Mount Carmel-Tabasco Road. I'm John Crawford on News Radio 700 WLW.
8: Now the latest forecast from the Train Heating and Cooling Weather Center on News Radio 700 WLW.
9: Isolated showers on the move this afternoon, but it's more about the bigger line of showers and thunderstorms that comes in this evening. Probably more between 6 to 10 p.m. We can see some strong to severe storms, damaging winds, large hail, and isolated tornadoes cannot be ruled out. That's why this is a nine first warning weather alert day. Tonight we're down to 60. We're drying out partly cloudy tomorrow with the north wind and highs come in around 73 for a comfortable afternoon. From your severe weather station, I'm 9 first warning. Meteorologist Jennifer Catchmark, Radio 700
0: WLW. News brought to you by R&L Carriers. We have a few showers on radar near Falmouth and Georgetown. 74 degrees is our temperature. Now that Xavier's Board of Trustees has okayed the construction of a college of osteopathic medicine on campus in the next few years. University plans to hold a news conference to talk more about it. That news conference is scheduled for Wednesday morning. Inaugural class for the first jesuit college of osteopathic medicines plan for 2027 pressure is on congressional republicans and the white house to cut a deal in time for the june 1st deadline on raising the nation's debt limit treasury secretary says if congress fails to raise the debt ceiling it's going to mean financial catastrophe and tomorrow big meeting between the president and leaders of congress
9: there have been few signs of any potential compromise between the white house and congressional republicans on raising the nation's debt ceiling but leaders on both sides of the political aisle will sit down with president biden at the white house on tuesday to try to break the months-long impasse over the weekend though republicans hardening their position 43 gop senators signing a letter sending it to majority leader chuck schumer that they will not vote to end debate on any bill that raises the debt ceiling with Without substantive spending and budget reforms. Congressional Democrats and the White House have refused to negotiate on tying both issues together. Faith Aboube, ABC News, Washington.
0: Closing arguments underway in New York City. Former President Trump's civil trial over allegations he raped... Writer E. Jean Carroll in the 1990s, lawyer for Carroll, telling jurors earlier today his client was exactly Trump's type, that he sexually assaulted her the same way he described treating women on an Access Hollywood tape. Trump denies wrongdoing, claims Carroll made up the story to sell copies of her book. Let's check Wall Street, half an hour from the close. The Dow's down, S and S&P 500 up fractionally and the nasdaq is up 12 points check in now with the segman
8: 700 wlw Sports. Here's your Reds update after dropping
1: two or three to the White Sox over the weekend. It's a day off for the Reds. The homestand continues tomorrow night with the first of three up against the New York Mets. The action will be right here on 700 WLW. Bengals update. Atlanta Falcons have signed former Bengals corner Trey Flowers today to a one-year deal. NFL 2023 schedule should be released on Thursday night. Join us Thursday night for the A.E. Door and Windows NFL schedule release show from 6 to 9 at Bad Tom Smith Brewing in Madisonville. Brought to you by A.E. Door and Windows where they sell the best and service the rest bill
0: dennison 700 WLW sports news brought to you by brg apartment.com and r and l carriers at 336 our next news is at four matt reese news radio 700 WLW. w cards issued by sutton bank and celtic bank members of dic terms and conditions apply.
2: with eddie and rocky and rock hey look neither one of us know a lot about soccer right but i tell you any sports fan, they don't have to be a sports fan. Everybody loves a winner. Especially here in Cincinnati, where we could use all the winners we can handle. Correct? Well, right. After years of uh, the Reds obviously being down and the Bengals being down for so long and now right. kicking ass.
3: Yeah, but FC is now 7-3-1. and They're tied for first, I, I do believe, uh, in-, in the MLS, tied with the uh, uh, New England Revolution. Um, so off to a great start. And remember, I mean, this, what, this is their... Th- third year as an MLS team, Sounds right, and we're awful right out of the gate. Everyone's like, boy, can we go back to the, you right. know, kind of the more amateur days when things were good, and
2: are we in over our heads? Well, things have turned around quickly, and it's pretty cool. And that's the reason we bring on uh, Pat Brennan from the uh, Cincinnati Inquirer. Pat, what's going on, buddy? Uh, explain to us why this team, like Rock said, he and I talked about it, that right when they were first starting out, as any new team would, kind of uh, were, were dragging, but now they're they're kicking butt.
10: Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on, guys. I think when you talk about FC Cincinnati's success, um, they've always had a complement of good players and those accomplished players that have achieved things here in the U.S. and, and uh, abroad. But I think the difference now is that, unlike in the past when I think you had, uh, you know, someone from the Netherlands coaching the team. You had, well, two, two coaches from the Netherlands um, back-to-back. One had a longer stint than the other. And then um, someone who was familiar with the game in the U.S. and Canada, but not an experienced head coach. The difference now is you have guys with major MLS experience who have won trophies in this league, They understand the roster rules in terms of how to build a team with MLS's kind of um, arcane salary cap rules, so they know how to navigate that. And um, they understand the rigors of this league, which is vast geographically. There's a lot of travel involved. You have to manage that. You know, most games in any European league are going to be like where the other guys came from before head coach Pat Noonan, you know, it's all short commuter flights to get to your game, if not a bus ride. So there are just all these different factors that MLS presents that makes Americans and Canadians kind of uniquely situated to handle this league better than maybe people with more soccer acumen from other parts of the world. So I think the head coach right now, Pat Noonan, the GM, Chris Albright, both Americans. Um, they are a big part of the reason this is going so well right now.
3: So the head coach, that that was a great hire. That's important to any team, basketball, football, whatever, but it also comes down to getting players. I mean, why are the Bengals so good right now? They've they've drafted good players, and they've made some key free agent signings. You know, D.J. Reader, Trey Hendrickson, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. Orlando Browns, you know, hopefully this year will be a big one. Can, can you explain to folks how – Roster building happens. You alluded to it a little bit, but is it like the NFL? Is there like a is there a salary cap and a you know free agency and a certain amount of money teams can spend? How's that work?
10: Yeah, so there are there there is a salary cap, and we would probably need about an hour to go through all mm-hmm. the different ways that MLS works. It's the MLS is really set up uh, to be a league of parity more so than any other league, I think, in North America that has a salary cap. And that's because you have markets of halves, like your your Los Angeles's, and your New York's, your Philadelphia's, and in kind of a backward way. FC is also would probably be considered a big market team in Major League Soccer just because of the revenue they generate from the stadium and the incredible fan support. Not a lot of MLS cities have that. So they have that going for them. They can reinvest that money back into the team but, um, yeah, it, it is a salary cap league. Uh, ultimately, th- there's still, like, some... Uh, the free market is still at work here. You can spend as much as you want on players. And, mm-hmm. you know, they call it... There's a designated player feature, for instance. A player, it's, a max ca- it's a max cap hit player, basically. And uh, beyond the hit against the salary cap... You can pay that player whatever you want to. I think the highest-paid player in MLS right now probably is around 8 or $9 million. That goes up and comes down uh, in Major League Soccer, uh, depending on which players are in the league at, at a given moment. But like you said, FC Cincinnati, they're more than willing to spend, as they've shown in the past. Um, but yeah, they... What's that?
3: And, you, know, so you you got to do it. it. It comes down to it. as an organization, you got to open up the pocketbook. The Bengals have recently has yeah. really helped them, and, and that's what brings in, you know, players, win games, and then coach. I mean, that, that's what the the whole thing. It's it's getting the players here. And yeah. It sounds like they've done it, yeah.
10: And 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 I'll just say for FC Cincinnati's general manager Chris Albright, they poached him from the Philadelphia Union organization. Uh, that's the that's the club that plays in Philly, and. Albright just knows the game really well. He played in a World Cup himself. He had a nice career in MLS and he is probably it's safe to say yet to miss on any of the players that he has signed as he's turned over the lineup or turned over the roster from the previous regime. He is his acquisitions are consistently home runs and you know these guys are now his draft picks, same deal. Um, And it's no surprise to me that you have three FC Cincinnati players called into the last U.S. men's national team camp for a game against Mexico, um, which is, you know, it doesn't get bigger than that in soccer. Representing your country, that Mm -hmm. is the ultimate honor. And FC Cincinnati had three guys playing for just America alone. They have other players that are getting called up for other countries, too. So it's just uh, it's just been a sea change under this uh, this GM. Very cool. Well, Pat,
2: I I've only been to one match, and I can tell you. know And as we've discussed before, I don't call myself a soccer fan after going to sure. one match. But I tell you, it's it was really fun, and it was really exciting to be there. I mean, that place is packed, and the people are going nuts.
10: Yeah, they've sold out five of the six games they've hosted so far this year. Um, they also have the open, the U.S. Open Cup going on, which that's a different concept, I think, for a lot of Cincinnati sports fans to. Wrap their heads around. It is separate uh, and unique from the regular season schedule, and it's a it's a single elimination knockout tournament. Um, but FC, so they 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 played a game in that. Uh, they didn't draw twenty five thousand. It was reduced capacity. They had large sections of the stadium closed off just because. Why would you have it open and staff it if you know people aren't going to come out for that? Because mm. it hasn't been on the schedule for months and months. And they have another one of those games coming up on Wednesday. Um, which they should win. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a play, it's, it's like the olden days in, in the USL. TQL Stadium is a place to be seen again. Uh, when you go there, you know you're going to be entertained. FC Cincinnati has uh, played there seven times this year. They have won there seven times this year. Um, uh, and that's another big feature of why they're so successful this year. They're protecting their home field. They really wanted to make it uh, a fortress as they call it in soccer. And they've already in early May is where we sit today, guys. They've already won as many games at home as they did all of last year. And we know what a success last year was for them with going to the playoffs and winning a game in the playoffs. So um, there's just uh, so much going in the right direction for FC Cincinnati now. And yeah, the atmosphere is a huge part of that on, on, this past weekend, uh, the head coach was very complimentary of the atmosphere in the stadium, and that gives the players a boost when they're trying to close out tight games. And we know it's soccer; it's not high scoring. It usually, it's tight games and thin margins. So that that boost you get from the crazy atmosphere and the electricity in the stands that really goes a long way to helping the team too.
2: All right, Pat. Always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for joining us. Okay.
10: Thanks a lot, guys. Good
2: stuff. Thanks, Pat. Uh, bye, bye. Pat Brennan from. Uh... The Cincinnati Inquirer, Cincinnati.com. dot com, and you've been to you've been down the. Uh, state, I've not
3: been it? no, I've not been to TQL. I, I went to uh, right through three matches when it was at Nipper, but right. If you have to get down there, I always
2: heard that was fun too. I never went there.
3: It was fun. I, I think Nipper's great. You know, it's right. You know, right there. Right. Pretty easy to get to whatnot. So yeah, I got to make it down for a
2: match. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. Take take your sons down there. I should. Yeah. I mean, I know, take take the look since Bo's so involved in the other sports. D- take uh, like Bronson and uh, have him, uh, you know, the middle. He'll, he'll do some obscene during it. So he's. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I just the atmosphere. And the atmosphere. Yes. He <laughs> check it with traffic and weather. What's going on? <laughs>
5: From the UC Health Traffic Center, during National Hospital Week, we recognize and thank UC Health employees and clinicians who are making a difference every day. Just one accident to let you know about North Bend Road between Fox Road and Colrain Avenue. I'm John Crawford on News Radio 700 WLW.
2: The forecast from the 700 WLW Weather Center for tonight. Storms early, then clearing skies after midnight. Gusty winds, small hail are possible. The low of fifty-seven for tomorrow. Sunshine and the high of seventy-five. It is seventy-six now. News Radio seven hundred WLW.
11: In ten minutes, I'll have my third meeting this morning. Sheila will have her endless pie charts. Dan will ramble on about teamwork, and I'll be trying to crack an SPD in hopes it clears out the room. I'd much rather be listening to Scott Sloan.
0: Blow off another pointless meeting and join me, Scott Sloan, for a good time. The interviews, the issues, and a whole lot of fun.
11: I bet he'd know how to work up a good SBD.
6: I'm an SBD master. Check out Sloney tomorrow morning at 9 on 700 WLW.
5: This report is sponsored by Mecham Auctions. What was that, the 25th flying pig
3: yesterday? I believe I so. so yeah. and, and Willie, by the way, is taking full credit for the flying pig. Uh, we have to maybe ask our guests about that as well. But uh, yeah, big event here in town. I guess like 40,000 something. Part- I mean, it is a huge, huge deal. A
2: lot of runners down there and a pretty cool event. Well, let's go right to the source. Uh, she is the race director. She is Iris Simpson Bush. Iris, welcome to the program.
11: Thank you. Happy to be on.
2: So, uh, Iris, first of all, let, let's get that out of the way. Did Willie have anything whatsoever to do with the beginning of The Flying Pig?
11: <laughs> well, um, oh, gee, I hate to say anything disparaging about such a great American. Uh, I don't remember him being a part of it, but, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> but well, I, I've been around a long time. Maybe I forgot something.
2: Well, Iris, he takes credit for the founding of America, so, <laughs> you
11: know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. So we're all on the same. We're all in agreement.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, anyways, let's cut right to the chase. As far as you know, the alleged controversy over the beginning of the race yesterday. Uh, tell tell us all how you know that works because there are so many logistics involved in all that that have to go into any kind of decision made. Absolutely, and you
11: know, again, I appreciate the opportunity to maybe give you some behind-the-scenes information in case it changes anyone's opinion. If it doesn't, that's okay, too. We, we respect everybody's opinion. Um, I did notice a lot of the opinions are coming from people who have never really been in a marathon or a run or been too interested mm-hmm. in this before, but every opinion is, it's respected. So that said, so much goes into it. It's much more complex than meets the eye. I'm the first to acknowledge it's not brain surgery, but thousands and thousands of details have to be planned. We literally start tomorrow. We took today inventorying and cleaning up, but tomorrow we will be starting the planning for next year. We work hand-in-hand, hand, and I am not exaggerating when I say hand-in-hand, hand, with the Cincinnati Police Department, the, the departments, police departments in Covington, Newport, Fairfax, um, Marymont, I mean all the municipalities we go through have meetings with us, the fire department. Um, the meteorologists from several stations, we watch their reports. Everyone knows, it's no no uh, secret, that WLWT Channel 5 is our media partner. so of course we work closely with them. The meetings take place all at the months leading up to the marathon and as we get close to marathon day those meetings are daily and in this case on saturday the day before by the way we had great weather for the friday night run and the saturday runs but we knew that something was coming for sunday we met several times on saturday we talked to all of the constituents that i just referenced about what we would do, what are the the additional plans, plan B, plan C, hoping that you won't have to use them. But to cancel, to postpone a marathon, it often ends up in a cancellation. It's more difficult and more complicated than you might realize. So we're getting input and I think very good information and resources from all the entities I mentioned. We're watching the weather. You have to wait until the 11th hour with weather. Last year, there was a storm headed for us, and it literally split. We had participants who said as they drove down through suburbs like blue ash, torrential rains, and we got nothing. We did know that this storm was likely to be worse than last year. It had two fronts coming through. We're down there between 2 and 3 in the morning, all of us, you know, working and preparing for the event. The first storm that came through wasn't as severe or really impactful as had been predicted, and so that was good news. We were able to continue our work and get everything ready. The second one, we're watching closely, and we realized that, yep, this one is bigger. It does have some intense weather, and it's moving at a much faster speed. It kept speeding up throughout the morning. So we knew about when it was going to get here, and it looked as though the good news was it was fast moving and dissipating as it came. So we were pretty sure that it would be through there quickly. Um, I know this isn't going to sound particularly scientific, but the day before, we do calculations to percentages to try to determine what percentage of the field will be where at any given time during the course. So we had a feeling for when our our participants would where they would be on the course if we go off at the assigned time. So that oh and by the way, on Saturday, our medical staff and uh, CPD were per, they were calling individual call individually contacting, the venues on our course where we could shelter in place if necessary. So we weren't just counting on their being there. We were talking to the owners and the appropriate entities to be sure that they were unlocked, that they knew we were coming if necessary. And so that was all in place. As we're trying to decide whether or not we go off on time, you know, there are a lot of other things you have to consider. Do 13.1 miles for a half or 26.2 for a full. To keep participants standing or sitting around for hours before the event, it's almost impossible to do to them. Just very, very difficult. Right. Well,
3: and let me ask you that because I mean, you alluded to this, but Mm -hmm. you know, the average person might say, "Well, just postpone it an hour." Like, Like, talk about just how hard it is. Just to postpone something like that with all those runners for even a little bit amount of time. what what all goes would go into that?
11: So where are we going to shelter them while we're holding them? What are we going to do for them? It's very hard on them, but let's go beyond that. What about the thousands of volunteers who are down there to support them? What about the police? We're told that we're the largest uh, unit that, that, you know, that's their largest assignment of the year. They use almost all of their um, available police officers. It was a Reds game planned at 4 o'clock, Cincy Cinco's taking place. By the way, it looked like weather would be long gone by then, and those uh, events were going to be well underway. We don't have a venue. We run our event over 36 miles between the full and the half marathon. We have thousands of volunteers, medical personnel who are volunteers. We have, you know, as I said, the police and fire, but... They're not necessarily going to be able to commit to addition, being around additional hours that day. Our permits only cover closing traffic and the streets for a specific period of time. You know, again, it's not a, a private venue where we can do our own thing. We have to take all of those other things into consideration. So all of that comes into the planning. I would be less than candid if I didn't acknowledge it was scary. I was i was very very emotional about having to make this decision on a personal note my daughter my daughter-in-law two nieces several cousins were running in the event i'm sending them out we have literally i'm not exaggerating hundreds of family and close friends who are working the event I take this responsibility very seriously. I feel that they're all my personal responsibility. But it struck very close to home with my own loved ones being out there. With everything we were told and all the information we were given, it seemed better to send them off at the assigned time. It looked like, and I will tell you it worked out, that the thunderstorm was generalized. There was not one strike from the sky to the ground. We had no more medical calls than we ever have. Yes, there are always some medical runs associated with the marathon. Not one was weather related. Hundreds, if not thousands, and I don't know the exact amount. They did shelter in place. When the storm got there, they stopped, they went in and we knew where that they would be in areas where we could give them shelter. Hundreds went into those places and there were thousands who never stopped. They ran the entire course through inches of water, things we couldn't control. But I was, so many people coming across the finish line, thanked and congratulated me and our entire team for giving them the choice. If you were concerned, don't start, don't run. If you want to give it a shot and you do become concerned, we have your safety in mind. We'll give you places to shelter. But the vast majority of them took it on. They trained in the rain, likely trained in some thunderstorms, but I don't know personally about that. They know when they decide to do a marathon, they're taking on Mother Nature. And they they did it, and the outcome was wonderful. We should all be celebrating today. That thousands and thousands of people got to achieve their goal make their dream come true and we did it with them safely and with putting all of our available resources right to just that cause so mm-hmm. well, I'm happy yeah. to get to explain but I can't help but remind people you know the outcome was great they were getting accolades and and thank yous from the thousands who did choose to participate. And those who chose not to are emailing us, and we're working with them to try to see what we can do, you know, to, to make them feel better about their decision, because it was the right one if they weren't comfortable. All
2: right. With, with that, Iris, I, you know, I don't envy you for having to make those decisions, but um, it's in the past now, and by all accounts, it was a giant success as usual. Thanks for being with us.
11: I was happy to be with you. Thanks. Anytime, and uh, you know, you guys are always welcome to do any of our events. Well, uh, out yeah,
3: you're breaking up, Iris. I can't. I got a I
2: bad. Oh, I don't have no connection. Uh, <laughs> Iris Simpson Bush. Thanks so thank, much. Thank
11: you so much.
2: See thanks uh, for the he, time. yeah, yep. I. Uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I get tired driving 26 miles, dude. <laughs>
11: yeah,
3: you get an <laughs> energy drink to drive 26 miles. Oh, God. Well, and, and I said this earlier, um, but I want to congratulate my friend, uh, Travis McCormick. He, he ran in it, did the really? whole marathon. Uh, he sheltered in place, apparently, at the Hustler Hollywood, so... <laughs> Good choice, Travis. Way to go! <laughs> I, I know fate just you know just happened right. to be where you had to stop. And I it, get it. It was safety it.
2: first. I'm sure it wasn't even raining. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, send me pictures. Like skies are bright and sunny. <laughs> and
2: <laughs> just, just in case, I stop. Yeah, I got be safe. Bit. Yes. Uh, we check in with traffic and weather. What's going on?
5: From the UC Health Traffic Center, during National Hospital Week, we recognize and thank UC Health employees and clinicians who are making a difference every day multiple accidents to watch for 71 south approaching route 14 your stop and go from 75 burlington pike eastbound after boone air road north bend road between fox road and coleraine avenue richwood road at 71 and there's a disabled semi on the 71 south exit ramp to 71 southbound i'm john crawford on news radio 700 wlw the forecast
2: from the 700 wlw weather center for tonight Storms early, then clearing skies. After midnight, gusty winds, small hail are possible. The low of 57 for tomorrow's sunshine and the high of 75. It is 76 now. News Radio 700 WLW. Great American moments. January of
8: 1849, gold was discovered at Sutter's Mill in California. Close to half a million 49ers came to strike it rich, and every one of them did.
11: I
7: got me solid
11: gold teeth. And I got me a solid gold outhouse. Great
8: American moments. And you'll hear another great American moment when you listen to Bill Cunningham. I am a great American. Tomorrow at 12 noon on 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by Jeff Martin Auctioneers. All Jeff
3: right, Martin Auctioneers job, is hosting the United Coatings and Lining Complete Retirement Auction on Thursday, May
6: 11th in Cincinnati. Bid your way live, on-site, or online at jeffmartinauctioneers.com. Experience the difference. License oh 201 8000068 Live
2: life to the fullest. You hear it all the time, right? But that's easier said than done when you're in pain. QC Kinetics is here to do something about it. They're in the business of giving people back their quality of life and providing much needed relief for chronic joint pain. And not just giving you that relief, but doing it in the most non-invasive way possible using regenerative treatments from your body's own natural biologics. So where's your pain? Uh, knees, hips, shoulders or back. Well, QC concentrates these impactful treatments right at the source of the pain, directly applying healing properties where you need them the most. And best of all, you walk into the office, walk right out afterwards. No surgery, no downtime, and patients rave about it. Get your life back. Don't wait any longer. Call QC Kinetics now, 513-847-0019. 513-847-0019. QC Kinetics 513-847-0019. Erectile dysfunction affects nearly
5: 50%.
2: Back with Eddie and Rocky. Talking about still some storms moving in tonight, but we'll keep you posted on that. They keep moving it later and later. At first I thought it was supposed to be around 7, 8 o'clock. Now they're saying like 10, 11 o'clock.
3: It only rains on days when we're supposed to play baseball. Family. is it uh t-ball night or what, what is no, it No, t-ball night's thursday and games
2: fridays okay yeah how's the little guy doing
3: they're doing he's doing good whole team's doing good you know they're learning and we've got a bunch of good coaches on the team that are helping out which that's that's everything when it comes to t-ball you got to have a lot of people talk about people
2: herding kittens man. correct i'm telling you yeah that's you got to have
3: about one coach for every
2: two and a half kids <laughs> like i told you i helped help do that a couple of years with my boys and you know it's just like hey look that way yeah <laughs> don't throw dirt that, that's the one now right. we're,
3: we're, Yeah, no, kicking no the dirt kicking the dirt playing, throwing dirt yeah, yeah playing with the ants and stuff yep so uh and hey, we've often talked about how i want to go on the uh naked and afraid show absolutely right? missed my chance by the way um but there's a um a woman and this is over in uh I think it's across the pond here um a woman who apparently got lost like out in the bush right it was just out there for whatever oh, reason
2: yeah i did, I saw this
3: and she for five days okay was missing and the only thing she had on her was a bottle of wine and a bag of lollipops okay <laughs> okay. okay all right um so she Apparently, thought she was a dunner, a, 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 just a total, total goner. She's 48 years old. You know, I, I, I got nothing. I'm going to die out here. She writes a, a farewell letter to her family saying goodbye. it a nice knowing you. But long story short, she survives, is found, and she credits the fact that she had the bottle of wine and the lollipops for saving her life. She was able to sustain life yeah. on that. And she doesn't even drink. Right. <laughs> right. Just yeah, <laughs> pretty pretty, pretty wild. So, you know, a little, little wine, a little lollipop, a little sheer will, you're good
2: to go. But, yeah, man, try, try to imagine that. You're a couple of days and you keep just sipping on wine. When I, you know, get a little get a little drunk. You get a little kind of, especially if you didn't drink at all, you'd get a little tipsy, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Just start singing and, well, and carrying and- on
3: and and alcohol dehydrates you too, so it it flushes your body of water. so, but there's you know, there's obviously a psychological effect of you know getting something quenching in you, and maybe the fact that she drank some wine kind of relaxed her body and she just kind of just stopped
2: panicking and go to sleep. When doing the little yeah heart rate drop down a little bit, just mm-hmm. chill, baby, chill thirty uh, was it was it thirty seven miles from the nearest town?
3: Yes, and she was driving out there, and her she was trying to U-turn on this road. Car got stuck; the front wheels got sunk in the mud. Boom! She was done, and no one came along. And um, yeah, she's out there for five days, um, walking about six sixty kilometers back to her
2: town. Really? Through the bush? Yes. Yeah, oh, I didn't see yeah. that part. And yeah. Well, Rocky, in, in other tourist news, this happened in uh, in Hawaii. Now, you, know, you when you travel, when you're driving, you you do a lot of driving when you're doing the uh, football stuff. Do yes. you? I I assume you use the GPS, use the Siri or something like that.
3: Oh yeah, I, I mean it's, and I've said this before, but it's back when it first started. You know, you would. You know, map quest. Remember that sure. map quest? The directions you land, and now I literally don't even look at where the stadium or the hotel I'm staying at is until I land and get in the rental car. And then I pull it up and just type in. I, I would know if it wasn't for my GPS on my phone, I would not know anything. Right? I would not be able to get anywhere I'm supposed to be on a work trip because I just take it for granted. It's boom. It's in the app. Bang. And there it is.
2: Because when we're when we're traveling, my wife has to have it and well my be, wife needs it to go to kroger's okay she is obsessed you know all the time right and that's that's deb we'll be going someplace that we know we're not say we're going to gatlinburg and whatever that's five mile or five hours she'll she'll like get that on gps well i'm pretty much just get on 75 go south Take a left, and you're in Gatlinburg. <laughs> right. Maybe about 20 miles out, you need to know but, where up yeah. street or what well, But she'll have it on, and you won't hear anything out of the thing for about you know, whatever till you get to where you turn off down there around Knoxville. And then all of a sudden, it's real quiet in the car. You listen to music or something. all of a sudden, Siri's going, at the next exit, get off. At the, blah the blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, yeah. what? T- oh. But anyways. So these people, I guess they trust uh, they listen to their GPS baby. They listen to it. GPS Siri is the boss. Whoever says to go, that's where I yeah. go. Some people say put yourself in God's hands. No, these people put themselves in Siri's hands. And so there's a video of Christy Hutchinson uh the <laughs> driving her rented Chrysler Town and Country van into a harbor because she was following the GPS. Now, now this is an episode of The
3: Office where he <laughs> follows a, the into a into a lake.
2: That's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty extravagant. That's exactly what uh, what she, she said, uh, and somebody <laughs> said. I just watched. I saw that episode of The Office. The uh, passengers were trying to get to uh, Manta Ray Snorkel Tour Company in the harbor and have been following their GPS directions when they ah, I guess they. They took the wrong turn and ended up in the water. So they didn't listen to their GPS. My, my wife got so, she, she's just not good with direction.
3: Obviously, you know, very smart, very smart lady. But just directions are not, she, once when she was younger uh, for work, uh, she actually did, did radio sales. And she, without knowing, like she's listening to the GPS, just following it. She would end up on the Anderson Ferry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, oh my god! And now she's on this boat, and they're bringing up the gate, and she got to sail across the the Ohio River. There,
2: I mean, that's hilarious. Uh, that's. I'm, I'll tell you what. Some for old school stuff. My wife also loved to get the those trip ticks from AAA. You know, they yeah, it's um, uh, it's a flip map. It okay. shows you segments of your trip.
3: Okay. Yeah. Okay,
2: get what I'm saying? Yep. Um, so she used to always get one for the for driving down to Sarasota because she would drive down with the kids sometime to go to our uh, our timeshare down there. And but the first time she said she was going to go to triple, I was like, for what? And she said, Well, I'm going to get a trip tick. And I was like, to go to Florida? <laughs> and she said, Well, yeah. And I go, you know, I can tell you how to get there. Drive south. If you get in the water, if you hit the water, you've gone
3: <laughs> you too far. Too far. <laughs> but if you've driven a little bit and start noticing there's a little more sunshine, yeah, a little some more palm trees, yeah, you're there. You're there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pretty easy to figure out.
3: Yeah,
2: and he's like, well, I like to have the
3: kids look through it. No, right. but but it's cool. but look, GPS—it's a total crutch, and even I do it too. Oh, absolutely. You know, like I don't. There'll be times where I didn't know where. Where, where i'm going or i would figure it out or right. you just kind of type it in he's you, you know again total crutch and, and it, it hurts you because you don't really conceptually get where stuff is in cincinnati where is norwood where is batavia sure. where is loveland
2: you know like with gps less and less people know all that well that's the thing i used to have a real good sense of direction with that stuff but now, thanks to yeah. this thing, yeah. I don't even have to think yeah, about just it. type it in. I'll tell you what makes me mad, though, is when, you know, I like to listen to, like, either, you
3: know, some podcasts or the Eddie and Rocky show on streaming um, while I'm in uh, the car. I'll, yeah, no listen brainer. to a show back. Um, but, you know, you get certain places, and then the GPS will come on and tell you, you know, in two miles, turn on this. I was like, okay. Then it'll be like, in a mile and a half, it's like, shut up, I'm trying to listen to my my book or whatever I'm trying to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just tells you a thousand times where to turn.
2: Ugh. Well, there's some of them that tell you when the police are present. That's a good one. I forget what the what app that is. Waze. It is, it is Waze. That's yes. the one. Yeah. Deb uses that a lot. Yeah. She's a
3: spear.
2: because Duh. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't like to drive with her. I, well,
3: you say you always <laughs> like to drive when... when
2: I, of course I do. I speed. Dude, she makes me look like a, a little old lady. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> <laughs> We uh, check in with traffic and weather now. What's going on?
5: The UC Health Traffic Center during National Hospital Week, we recognize and thank UC Health employees and clinicians who are making a difference every day. There's a disabled vehicle 71 South at Kyles Lane. There's a crash on Springboro Pike at Newmark Drive. And watch for a disabled vehicle on the 71 Northbound exit ramp to Donaldson. I'm John Crawford on News Radio 700 WLW.
2: The forecast from the 700 WLW Weather Center for tonight. Storms early, then clearing skies after midnight. Gusty winds, small hail are possible. The low of 57 for tomorrow. sunshine and the high of 75. It is 76 now,
8: News Radio 700 WLW. A good day starts with a good morning. Here's Logan. Oh, no, look at that. A cold pizza and a half can of flat soda for breakfast. Is there any hope for this morning malcontent? You bet there is. Mike McConnell. Hello, hello. Good morning. Logan turns Mike on and begins getting the latest news, weather, traffic, sports. And look, Logan's actually smiling. It's another Mike McConnell morning miracle. Mike McConnell. Tomorrow morning at 5 on 700 WLW.
6: This report is sponsored by Bally Sports Ohio. Tonight at 6.
8: Payoff. Shots. Picks. Scores.
2: Back with Eddie and Rocky. Coming up here after our 5 o'clock news, we're going to be talking. This is a new dating term. <laughs> getting zombied. You know, you've heard of the, you know, getting ghosted. Ghosted,
3: where they just disappear.
2: Just don't talk to anyone.
3: No communication, no text, no nothing.
2: Now, the new one is getting zombied, where somebody from your past, you know, you broke up, and then whatever, a month, six weeks, ten days later, you get a call out of the blue. Hey, uh, let's, uh, let's get together and uh, talk about this. In other words, they come back to life. They come back to life. And like I, I've said, uh, you and I were talking, I was like, didn't we used to call that a booty call? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're we're going to talk to our uh, dating expert, we love her, Jen Steyer is going to join us. So, Ed, you know how I'm you know,
3: working through my plans about how I'm going to build my my off-the-grid bunker, Absolutely. right? We've sure. talked about this for years. Yeah. I'm gathering, I'm in the idea phase still, but I'm right at the end before I start to pull the trigger. But there's one more source i gotta check out apparently apple tv has this new uh hit documentary series called silo okay Okay. where they you know they go around and they you know meet with people that have have done just that they've lived my dream if you will they've moved off grid or in some bunker somewhere underground blah, blah 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 uh well i saw this article on this one uh couple um and see this is um uh, the family is from Georgia, okay, But they bought a, a plot of land. Where does it say it was from? Um, Didn't say. I guess he doesn't want to unveil where it's from, naturally. Gotcha. Okay. Um, uh, Internet consultant Ruben Romero moved with his wife and their four children, okay, Eden, Enoch, Zion, and Celestial, okay, <laughs> okay,
2: the name of the kids, but you know where this guy's okay. coming from. Got it.
3: <laughs> Into a six thousand square foot nuclear resistant former communications bunker. Uh, he did this back in twenty twenty. The unusual abode, built in the nineteen sixties by uh, the telecommunications company AT and T, out of reinforced concrete. Okay, so this is like a you know something they built back in the day for right. their business. Cost the family around three hundred thousand dollars, and that included this building, a thirteen acre plot of land. Um, and, uh, despite, uh, the fact they've been it for going well, three years now, um, the renovation process, Ed, is still underway.
2: Yeah, that's the problem with those things. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> like, boy, I got a great deal on this plot of land and this broken down this building in the middle of nowhere. Cycle. Right. <laughs> great. Now I got to stick another half a million dollars into it. Um, some of the biggest, biggest home improvements that they need to, uh, finish, um, or they've installed, but are still trying to finish installing internet, a contraption to filter the air, repairing the sewage system and putting a water filtration unit in, um, the industrial style ban- uh, bunker has no windows, um, of course, which is what they want. And there's a picture of it and it's, I mean, you look, it's like a field, you look out across this field, there's no, this thing is totally, you know, under subterranean. Yeah. Okay. Um, sprawling subterranean, uh, full spectrum lights in the main living room. Uh, they almost have three three years of DIY under their belts uh, again still lots of uh work to do, including a proper kitchen because it says it shows them sitting around I guess dinner and it's like a it's like four home depot buckets and a big cardboard box on top of it and they're all eating off of like paper plates Thanks dad <laughs> thanks dad <laughs> exactly exactly yeah can can you you know right. Can you go camp out here on the weekends and we just live in you know a normal sure. house? No,
2: uh-uh, no, but this guy's ready though, Ed he's ready if, if well, the, you know what goes down? remember a couple of years ago we had a the guy on who sold the old missile silos that you could we gotta get him back, yeah yeah re uh you know redo those guys.
3: remember he said the one guy, and we're like, so how extravagant can this what? go and he's like your your only your imagination is right. the only limitation. Someone had a a place for their, their horses. They, they have champion yeah, underground stable. Yeah, like running horses, right? Yeah. Under the ground. What does that cost?
2: Well, Hold apparently up. that guy's got a little dough. A little dough. A little
3: bit of dough. If
2: you have some serious case, you can come up with something like that. Otherwise, baby, uh uh-uh. uh, give me a double wide and I'll put it in some middle of some field out north dakota like this dude
3: is (laughs) i mean you gotta see this i won't
2: be as safe but
3: this bedroom man this is yeah it it, it looks it looks kind of like a prison is what
2: it looks like that's what it would feel like yeah i don't know i I, i'd like to get a smaller downsized version of that coming up we're going to be talking getting zombied but that's after
8: the news news radio 700 wlw News, traffic, and weather.
0: News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. Hamilton County's prosecutor calls it horrifying. This is the 5 o'clock report. I'm Matt Reese. Breaking now, Melissa Powers says he stalked and brutally attacked a total stranger. Hamilton County's prosecutor releasing details this afternoon on rape in Forest Park about a week ago. The victim? A developmentally disabled woman. And the suspect is somebody who has been deported multiple times, according to the prosecutor.
8: Police say Herman Matthews beat and raped a developmentally disabled woman last month as she was walking to a bus stop. It happened near Winton Road and Smiley Avenue. Matthews allegedly threw the woman over a guardrail and into a nearby wooded area. There was a witness who saw it and called 911. Police say that Matthews hit the woman multiple times before he sexually assaulted her. A grand jury has now indicted him on multiple counts, including rape, kidnapping, and felonious assault. He has been deported before, and the prosecutor says that he was in the country illegally at the time of this attack. He now faces decades in prison if convicted. I'm Jack Crumley, News Radio 700 WLW. Gotta check your
0: drive home now. The latest traffic and weather together.
5: From the UC Health Traffic Center, during National Hospital Week, we recognize and thank UC Health employees and clinicians who are making a difference every day. There's a disabled on 71 South at Kyle's Lane. Watch for a crash on Springboro Pike at Newmark Drive. And there's a disabled vehicle on the 71 northbound exit ramp to Donaldson. I'm John Crawford on News Radio 700 WLW.
6: Now, the latest forecast from the Advanced Dentistry Weather Center. Advanced Dentistry. It's true. A no-fear dentist experience is possible. Learn more at nofeardentist.com.
8: Tonight, it's storms ending by midnight. Strong to severe storms are possible. A low of 60 degrees. For Tuesday, clouds early, then sunshine. Pleasant, 72. At night, mostly clear and a low down to 48. From your severe weather station, I'm Nine First Warning, chief meteorologist Steve Raleigh, News Radio 700 WLW.
0: Radar is all clear right now. All the rain is off to the east of the Cincinnati area. It's out of the tri-state for now, but we'll see that rain again later on tonight. 74 degrees our temperature right now. Bond set at 250 grand for the man who allegedly drove his vehicle into the patio, the Paxton Grill in Loveland Friday night. Toby Ramsey a allegedly took off after he hit the patio but has now surrendered we'll learn more details in a couple of days on a big expansion coming at Xavier University news conference plan for Wednesday morning on a school's plans to build the country's first Jesuit college of osteopathic medicine with the inaugural class in 2027 White House calls it an expanded airline customer service dashboard which they say will provide help to air travelers who are inconvenienced by delayed or canceled flights. If it's the airline's fault and your flight was canceled or delayed, you can check the dashboard to see how the airline should be compensating you, like rebooking a flight or accommodating your hotel room and your meals. The administration wants new rules to require airlines to compensate passengers who experience inconvenience because of controllable airline cancellations or significant delays. Means airlines giving passengers a meal or meal voucher, overnight accommodations, ground transportation to and from the hotel. Another January 6 rioter sentenced in the massive investigation launched by the Justice Department following the 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol.
9: Former Army Reservist Hatchet Speed has been sentenced to four years in prison for his role in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Speed was not accused of any specific act of violence at the Capitol, but prosecutors pushed for a tough sentence, arguing that he's an avowed anti-Semite who posed an increasing threat to the public. Authorities say Speed is a member of the right-wing extremist group, the Proud Boys. The four-year sentence is in addition to three years he received last month for possessing unregistered gun accessories. Faith Abube, ABC News, Washington. Wall
0: Street closing bell this afternoon. The Dow lost 55, S&P 500 up a point. NASDAQ rose 21.
1: 700 WLW. Sports. Here's a Reds update. It's a day off for the Reds. The homestand continues tomorrow night with the first of three up against the New York Mets. The action right here on 700 WLW. Bengals update. Atlanta Falcons have former Bengals corner Trey Flowers to a one-year deal today. NFL 2023 schedule will be released on Thursday night. Join us Thursday night for the A.E. Door and Window schedule release show from 6 to 9 at Bad Tom Smith Brewing in Madisonville. Brought to you by A.E. Door and Windows where they sell the best and service the rest. Mike Hilton, who do you want on the schedule? I
6: mean, obviously, I won with Kansas City, um, Buffalo. But outside of those two, uh, the San Fran game is going to
0: be one of the ones I'm really, I'm really looking forward to. Bill Dennison, 700 WLW Sports. Time check 506. Next news at 530. Matt Reese, News Radio, 700 WLW.
12: This report is sponsored by Medical Mutual. Medical Mutual offers high quality health insurance plans plus dental vision.
0: This is a new thing.
2: But it seems to me this is. This goes back. For as long as there's been men and women.
3: Yeah, and everybody's done it, right? Break up with someone, and it doesn't work out. But maybe on those nights, Ed, you're feeling lonely. You pick up, maybe you've had a couple, <laughs> three, ten drinks, and you pick <laughs> up the phone, and you do what you shouldn't do. And that is dialed him.
2: Well, it's that is the key right there, it seems to me, is that the more drinks you have, the better it sounds. Oh yeah. It's an idea. Oh it's a great idea.
3: And the next morning like
2: God. It's Damn. called uh it's called being zombied. Instead of being ghosted, you are zombie. Let's uh let's talk to our good friend Jennifer Stiers about it. And Jen, uh I'm it seems to me we used to call this a booty call. What do you think? <laughs>
12: Well, listen, I don't think you guys need me. You know all about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, sadly, I mean, yeah, I, sadly, sadly, both of us have corners. done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it, you're right. It is. I mean, it is a booty call. It is, you know, it, it's usually a sign that somebody's put you on a back burner. You know, this this happens a lot in dating, especially in online dating. We hear about it because people make contact they may even go on a date and then somebody disappears and which we would normally call ghosting. Right. Um, but what they probably done is they either are going out on other dates or they're started dating somebody else. And when that didn't work out, then they call you back again. So, uh, regardless if there's that much, you know, somebody's doing this to you, there's, you're not their first choice,
3: (laughs) right? But
11: maybe
3: maybe there is some, you know, like a wholesome, you know actions going on here maybe you went out with someone something happened and you oh, kind of got separated but you you look start to think a little bit while not under the influence of alcohol and say hey <laughs> maybe i should give this person another chance or maybe i should try this again how, how do you do it how do you pull it off jen without looking like hey i'm just in it for a booty call well i think always you
12: know communication is key and that goes for both people. I mean, the person that is receiving a call from somebody, if it's a pattern, like somebody disappears, goes away, then reappears, disappears, reappears, you got their number, that's what they do, it's a pattern. But if it's somebody that you really hit it off with or you had a good relationship with and they just disappeared, I would at least hear them out to find out what happened. Um, maybe there was some good reason why, you know, something happened. Maybe they, ba- I mean, I hear this all the time too. Sometimes people get into dating and they weren't ready. So they back off and they do some, you know, work on themselves and then they get back out there. But until they got into dating, that it realized what it was about. So find out the reason or give, if it's you the one that, that did it, give a reason and then you can at least move forward or not.
2: But the, why why are they acting like this is a new thing, Jen, is our question. I, mean, I don't
11: know. <laughs> I don't know. Is it just because they invent everything.
2: everything? They have to act like they invented everything. Well, I was going to say, so they finally just came up with a clever name for it. So now it's a they thing came up again. up with a
12: new name. Yeah, we're just going to market this. You know what's funny? I was talking to one of my friends with Match, and she said, like they cannot, they literally cannot keep up with all the names that people that they they get hit with during the week, um, uh, every week of all the new dating terms, it's impossible. So this is just an old trend. You know, I, I will say, I you know, I think after COVID, we we we've seen things change a little bit in regards to you know how this. Um, you know, how this is, how often this has been happening. And maybe just a little bit more people are a little bit more indecisive after COVID.
3: Jen, you know, another trend, blaming stuff on COVID. You know what I mean? There's, there's, oh, well, why is stuff so expensive? COVID. Why, why are there no workers? COVID. Why did you not call me when we had such a nice date? COVID. Why yeah. is the sky blue? COVID.
2: Oh, when that was going on, my <laughs> wife, anytime we, we wanted to cancel something, I'd go, COVID. COVID, yeah. <laughs> Say you got a positive test. No one will ask any questions.
12: It, it's totally true. I know. I, I still hear voicemails like at companies. I'm like, sorry for the long haul due to the circumstances. I'm like, circumstances are over. Anyway, um, <laughs> You're I'm wishing. so you. right. I'm. I, right. I'm with you on that 100%. However, it really did change the trajectory of dating afterwards. I mean, if I look at the biggest, you know, trend that changed after pro-COVID um, is that men got a lot more serious and, and women not. So women are still out there playing probably more games than men, and men are a lot more intentional. Why? So, why?
3: Explain why. Right. That's interesting.
12: I, You know, I think men just got a wake-up call. The singles got a wake-up call of being alone and that um, they decided they didn't want to do that anymore. And I think a lot of men that were forced to be alone, that were single, they weren't used to being alone. Maybe they were, you know, serial daters or whatever, and it hit them really hard. And they just decided to shape up and get more serious. But I can assure you, I have way more men that are more serious than women are. And... My trends in the big city of Dallas tend to be the same nationwide when Match does their surveys. So um, I really I really think we're you know, really think we're moving toward a more uh, you know, a more positive uh, place. Um, <laughs> if people would stop zombieing and go to each other.
2: Right. Well why but why on the the other side of the coin you just mentioned, why are women being a little more lackadaisical about it?
12: You know, I, I I I don't know the answer to that. I wish I did. I you know I think women have always um, maybe have gotten co- like points of comfort of being alone. They've got their girlfriends. They had their girlfriends during COVID for emotional support. So there was always you know some type of support system for the women. So they didn't. They never got the blow. Like, they never got punched in the gut like some of the men did that didn't have the social circles that the women did. Okay. And so they were isolated. And um, I think, you know, that hit them hard. That, that would be my psychological analysis. I don't know if it's true or not. So.
3: I, I think you're right. I'll throw my two cents in. And, you know, the you know, women are never alone anymore because they got Instagram. And they're out there, especially yeah. the really hot ones, and they're out there. You know that—that that is their world. I—I I, I told Ed this before. I've talked about it. One of the most fascinating things I've ever seen. This guy is a pretty well-known podcaster. He had a table full of like eight or nine, let's say, really good-looking like Instagram models, and he said went around the table and said, "Right now, you can have either your Instagram." Or a man to fall in love with and spend the rest of your life, who will provide for you, take uh, care of you, yes, and, so and to a woman, every single one of them, Jen said, "Nah, can't give up my Instagram." So you know, wow. women aren't alone. They're they're out there. They're getting attention from all these people online. They don't need attention from a man.
12: Yeah, yeah and it's um that that's a whole I mean really that's a whole other issue. Um that's happening is and those women what they're doing though, I'm a matchmaker, let me tell you what they do. When they hit about 38, they wake up going, "Oh my god, I wanted to have babies and mm-hmm. here I am and I'm aging and all the guys that are you know 38, you know, want to have younger women than them. They they get they're getting themselves in quite a predicament."
11: Yeah, I, I <laughs> I'm just saying. Out. Yeah.
2: So what yeah what, well, what's going on in the matchmaker world these days, Jen?
12: Oh God, so many cool things um, i'll have an announcement for you guys pretty soon but um but yeah it's uh you know business is good, I mean, I think online dating is online dating. Uh, everybody's tried it everybody's burned out on it and if you know it really that for good people good quality people it's just not producing what it needs to but there might be something coming to the market soon hint hint that um that will so um yeah we'll we'll talk later about it but oh, business hmm. is good matchmaking yes
2: all right well send us Very a good. note you as you know we love having you on and it's always a pleasure jen styers thanks so much thank you good stuff thanks jen, See you, jen. um the world of matchmaking. What could be the new technology? I was going to say. I mean,
3: it can't be technology related. What right. more could there be? I don't. I
2: mean, you got there's, the, there's. You must. You know. Everything. She has to have a pretty high end clientele, don't you think? For to go to a matchmaker. Oh yeah. Because you know, online dating, it's kind of willy nilly, you know. But you go to a matchmaker and say, "Hey, I'm looking for this, this, and this, and this." And she just goes, I got I got just I, I would, the person.
3: I would say, uh, especially if you, in your opinion, or whether it's fact or re- reality, are a, you know, higher elevated person, you know what I'm saying? You got some things, you got, you know, maybe you got a little bit of money, you got a little, st- you, you know, you want to cut through the BS mm-hmm. a little bit. Sure. And you don't want, you can't, you know, just go on. Bill Gates ain't hitting a Bill lot Gates of ain't, ain't going going on Bumble or whatever the hell you know, he's in swiping left or right. Okay, he's like, look, I, I, first of all, I got to be a little bit, you know, I can't be, can't be right. just out there like this. Secondly, yeah, let, let's kind of narrow this down a little bit and find someone serious, someone I know wants to be serious, and let's go. You know, who he needed
2: something like that. Who? Yeah. Tiger Woods. Think about it. I mean he uh, apparently our guy has some seriously bad taste in women. <laughs> well, except for the the woman or he bad married taste in women. Who was a very <laughs> yeah, right, that's I'm saying. beautiful woman. Yeah. But apparently he, he treated her like crap. Um, but some of those I mean, you know, the waffle house waitresses and all that stuff that he was getting involved in. <laughs> those were just rumors. What, what did he think they? was gonna happen You're to right. him? <laughs> that's that's true. I yeah. We uh, we check in with traffic and weather what's going on.
5: From the uc health traffic center during national hospital week we recognize and thank uc health employees and clinicians who are making a difference every day there's a disabled vehicle 71 north between 536 and route 42 there's a few accidents you need to watch out for. 75 South approaching Dixie Highway, Paddock Road at 75, Springboro Pike at Newmark Drive. There's a disabled vehicle on the 71 North exit ramp to 236, and watch for a refrigerator reported in the left lane on 75 North approaching Mitchell Avenue. I'm John Crawford on News Radio 700 WLW.
2: The forecast from the 700 WLW Weather Center for tonight. Storms early, then clearing skies after midnight. Gusty winds, small hail are possible. The low of fifty seven for tomorrow. Sunshine and the high of seventy five. It is seventy six now. News Radio seven hundred WLW.
6: Open up our live stream on the iHeartRadio app and take a look at the screen. You see that little red circle with the microphone on it? That's our talkback feature. Push it and send us your thoughts on the current topic. Something that you think we should discuss. Or heck, even blab on about some nut job conspiracy nonsense your uncle's into. The Talkback feature. Check it out on 700 WLW's live stream on the iHeartRadio app. This report is sponsored
1: by Baxle Tractor, your Kubota headquarters. Baxle Tractor is Cincinnati's Kubota headquarters. Tractors, skid steers, mowers, UTVs, and more, they have it all. Stop by their showroom for a Kubota today. Visit online at
3: baxlatractor.com Guys, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone, but do your homework and go to a provider you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness, and they'll check all of your levels, not just your testosterone, to determine the cause of any symptoms you're having and whether you're a candidate for low T or something else like low thyroid or even sleep apnea. Their annual health assessment is typically covered by most health insurance, and is thorough. They check everything from PSA, which is your prostate levels, to thyroid, liver and kidney function, cholesterol, glucose levels, and much more. Low T Center has affordable and convenient options for treatment including monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home. Make your health a priority this year and schedule your annual health assessment. Remember, it's covered by most health insurance or less than 100 bucks cash pay. Go to lowtcenter.com to book your appointment online. That's lowtcenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's
0: healthcare. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navage Nasal Care, and I love Navage. I've told you about how your note.
2: Back with Eddie and Rocky. Coming up we're gonna be talking to Derek Dennis from ABC.
3: Yeah, got the uh controversy with the Michael Jackson impersonator.
2: Yeah, guy those Joe Cold choked, choked him from out. the subway. Yeah, absolutely. So Rock, um, Little follow up to the story about we did last week about Alabama baseball.
8: Yeah, how about and
2: stopping this? betting on the game, and there was no reason was announced, it just said suspicious betting activity. Well, in case you did not see this, I just saw it over the weekend. The uh, Alabama has since fired their head coach, uh, Brad Bohannon, because he violated the standards, duties, and responsibilities expected of university employees. So apparently what was going on here is this guy, the coach, Bohannon, had another guy placing bets for him in Ohio and Indiana.
3: Right. And the guy was at the sports book here at this Great American. Sportsbook at the because ballpark. Because everything in the world happens somehow related to Cincinnati. So, yeah, it's funny because I don't watch college baseball on, on TV, but not really but I happened to flip through the channels and it was the Alabama Vanderbilt game and I was like oh, oh and wow. of course you know Peter Burns is a great guy by the way they were in the middle of talking all about it and right. getting the inside scoop and everything and yeah it sounded like a, not a good deal for
2: Alabama so that's how much the uh, you know these casino commissions these state casino commissions follow this stuff because um they, I, I don't know who noticed that, but there's some kind of red flag that goes up and how, you know, they're notified. But the Ohio Casino is a casino commission. Yeah. Their investigation centered on two bets for the tide to lose. Yes, yeah, so they bet on Yeah. To lose. And, and then he pulled he a picture. According to the university, Alabama starting pitcher, Luke Holman, was a late scratch that day. After the game, Bohannon praised his replacement, Hagen Banks, for pitching after finding out he would start only an hour before the game. Alabama lost 8-6. to six. So this is after the guy. And that was always the famous defense of Pete Rose. Well, he always bet on the team to win. But see, it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. He right. just can't do that. Can't, he can't any, wait anywhere close to that. But in this case, he bet for him to, to lose, right? Yeah. Bet for him, you know. Bet for him to lose, and it just so happens that the scheduled starting pitcher was scratched an hour before the game. See, I
3: this one was caught, but this is like the first time you've heard about this, sure. right? In a long time, how many times does it happen where no one gets caught? Oh,
2: for sure. I always thought. Well, it's like drug smuggling. Yeah, you hear about big drug busts every now and again but there seem to be plenty of drugs around and and, I, and I'll tell you this this, is,
3: this is full disclosure that this is why I don't come anywhere close to gambling on game or for, for anything at any time because you know being an analyst I I I'm privy to information that's you know uh, in terms of who's playing and the coach in the night before the game is like hey don't say anything but the quarterback ain't you know playing and you know what I mean like right. you could totally use that to your advantage but that's why you don't go anywhere
2: near that stuff well, I got a um, got an email here from Bob who says Eddie, the SEC also has their own monitor who happened to notice the bets. Wow! So he's so having- they
3: noticed that, and then went back through all the the surveillance yep. footage and traced That's- that. Now, how did they know who the guy was on the phone? That's with? what I want to know. They they match up phone records. Are those public? You know, public knowledge, if you're a coach, I, I don't know how that Cause works.
2: It was, it, right, because you, you read the same thing, that it was based on surveillance video. Yeah. So
3: you I, talk I, about yeah. some how crazy do- technology that can track, of all the casinos and all the cameras and all the people and all the angles, they can track it down to this guy taking a
2: call from the coach yep. and placing a Wow. He must have been under suspicion, man. I find that. Oh, yeah. You know it's, what I'm saying? It, well, Come on. It, yeah.
3: Let's, let's, it's probably not the first time
2: he's right. waded into these waters. Suspicious <laughs> activity. Yeah. Correct. Uh, with that, let's uh, head to our news. News Radio 700 WLW. News,
8: traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW.
0: Cincinnati. Big meeting tomorrow between Biden and leaders of Congress, but what good will it actually do? This is the 530 Report. I'm Matt Reese. Breaking now, lots of hype about President Biden hosting Republicans at the White House tomorrow as they try to reach a deal to keep the federal government from going belly up, or in other words, into default. The Republicans want cuts, Democrats don't agree, and the deadline to reach a deal between both sides to raise the debt limit is coming up June 1.
9: There have been few signs of any potential compromise between the White House and congressional Republicans on raising the nation's debt ceiling. But leaders on both sides of the political aisle will sit down with President Biden at the White House on Tuesday to try to break the months-long impasse. Over the weekend, though, Republicans hardening their position. 43 GOP senators signing a letter sending it to Majority Leader Chuck Schumer that they will not vote to end debate on any bill that raises the debt ceiling without substantive spending and budget reforms. Congressional Democrats and the White House have refused to negotiate on tying both issues together. Faith Abube, ABC News, Washington. Get
0: to check your drive home tonight. The latest, traffic and weather together. Hospital Week,
5: we recognize and thank UC Health employees and clinicians who are making a difference every day. There's a disabled vehicle 71 north between 536 and Route 42. There's a few accidents you need to watch for. 75 south approaching Dixie Highway, Paddock Road at 75, Springboro Pike at Newmark Drive. There's a disabled on the 71 north exit ramp to 236. And watch for a refrigerator reported in the left lane on 75 north approaching Mitchell Avenue. I'm John Crawford on News Radio 700 WLW.
8: Now the latest forecast from the Train Heating and Cooling Weather Center on News Radio 700 WLW. It's rain and storms. There's a severe risk, too. All threats are on the table. A low of 60 degrees. Then for tomorrow, we'll see some clouds, but then mostly sunny. A high of 72. At night, mostly clear. And a low down to 48. From your severe weather station, I'm 9 First Warning, Chief Meteorologist Steve Raleigh. News
0: Radio seven hundred WLW. Radar well, radar's all clear right now in the Cincinnati area. For now, that is. We'll see that rain later on tonight. Seventy four degrees is our temperature. A vicious attack in Forest Park brings an indictment. Hamilton County prosecutor and. Announced...
2: All right, back with Eddie and Rocky and Rock. Big story in New York City. Yeah, so uh, there was a, a Michael Jackson impersonator,
3: someone who was known, or you know, around in New York. Uh, of up getting you know strangled and you know suddenly he died uh, from a, I think it was a, a serviceman who who did it, and some people are claiming it's manslaughter. Some are saying it's self-defense because you know, I, I guess the guy has been arrested a lot and has been, you know he kind of um, eggs on you know stand bystanders if they don't pay money to do his Michael Jackson impersonation thing. So what happened? Uh, to get the latest here, we have Derek Dennis from ABC. Derek, what is the latest with this?
7: Well, yeah, this you know this happened a week ago today, actually, on a Manhattan subway car. You've got Jordan Neely, a 30-year-old uh, street performer on the train uh, with a history of mental illness, a number of contacts with police uh, said to be uh, yelling and screaming and being aggressive but not threatening on the train, according to witnesses. And then you've got a Marine veteran, uh, 24 years old, on the same train car, Uh, who grabbed the the victim here, uh, wrestled him to the ground, and witnesses say put him in a chokehold and held him there. Uh, until he apparently took his last breath, dying uh, there. And and so uh, there are calls for charges. Charges have not been filed yet in this case, even though the Manhattan district attorney is considering them, and the uh, city medical examiner has ruled the death a homicide. And so there are many people wondering where are the charges, and and there are others, including the attorney uh, for the Marine veterans, saying this was a case of self-defense it was reasonable for him to use such force uh, against jordan neely and therefore he should not be charged and so there's a real divide over what's going to happen and what should happen
2: has anybody talked to the uh, former marine about this to get his side of the story what was his reasoning well, and what was what was his plan of action there i mean you know he's going to obviously he had him in the chokehold and whatnot but was he just going to take him to the next stop and try to look for a cop what was supposed to happen there
7: well, the, he has lawyered up, so he has an attorney, an attorney releasing the state, a statement saying that basically uh, his client acted in self-defense and that he was trying to just hold him uh, until police arrived or until he calmed down, whichever came first. Uh, but the attorney for the family of Jordan Ealing saying at no point did he let up on the man's neck, did he even ask uh, people around him to uh, uh, go and get help or to check his pulse or see if he was going to make it or not and so he's they're saying that he took no steps uh, to save the man's life instead they say he took the man's life on that train that day
3: And, and you alluded to this I guess New York's code is that a person who uses deadly force has to not only prove that they feared for their own life or someone else's life but also that any reasonable person would have felt the same now that's there's a lot of gray area in that statute right there, but I guess that's what's going to have to happen. Now, now I know that the Manhattan DA is not... Uh, Made any charges yet? When do we expect those if if there are, in fact, any charges?
7: Well, they could come at any time. Uh, The latest is that the Manhattan DA is considering impaneling a grand jury to consider the facts of the case and the witnesses in this case. And the witnesses are divided. There are some on the train who say uh, that Jordan Neely was acting er erratically and aggressive. There are others who are saying he was not threatening at all. Yes, he was yelling, but he wasn't threatening anyone uh, personally. And and so there are conflicting accounts to what happened and so it may come down to what a grand jury decides and if that's the case and a grand jury is impaneled we may not get charges for some time
3: now, now alvin bragg is the da there right correct
7: yes manhattan district attorney right Wright, the same one who was considering the the charges against former right. president trump so a lot of high profile cases on his desk
3: correct and now his history is is one that he lets a lot of people off for crimes for you know a lot of stuff uh, theft Arm robbery, right. all that. So you, you wonder if he will be um, look at this as leniently as he use, as he does most of his other cases.
7: And that may be why it may be necessary for a grand jury to be impaneled here. It would take sort of the decision out of Al- 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 Alvin Bragg's hands. And into <laughs> if I were Bragg, I
3: would want that. Yeah, you guys make <laughs> right. that decision, not me. That's a that's a smart, uh, cunning kind of play by him, by the way.
7: Right, it's a hot potato for sure in this city that has seen cases in the past where uh you know they've been racially charged, there there've been mental illness cases, we you know this is where you know you've had all kinds of cases go down, many of them involving police interference. This is not a police interference case. It's just uh, uh one civilian to another, but still uh it's racially charged and it's emotionally charged as well. Uh, because the victim here is black, uh, the Marine veteran is white, and so you've got uh, a situation where people are divided, for sure.
2: All right, with that, Derek, we really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Okay. Thanks, Derek. Our good friend uh, Derek Dennis from ABC. And, yeah, it's going to – what they're talking about, it's kind of like – remember uh, Bernard Goetz, before you were – Viable. I think there were about four when it <laughs> happened. He was the subway shooter guy that right. Okay. Yeah, out another and, name. You know, and, yeah. and shot. I don't. Know, I don't know, forget how many people he shot or whatever it was. But he was getting mugged or something and shot him.
3: And again, it's always so hard. Uh, you know, of when you're not in that moment, it's easy to sit in your chair and, and armchair quarterback this one, well, Why didn't he do this? Why did he yeah. have to choke him? You know, we don't. When you're there and you know and you don't know the feelings of how elevated of a situation was this and this guy maybe wasn't going to take any chances here. It's, that's a very, very tough one.
2: Well, obviously you something's going to shake out here in the next few days it has to, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Cause people who I have been seeing on the news are going nuts over it. Oh yeah. On both, both, both sides, both sides. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, with that, let's check in with traffic and weather what's going on. All right. Back with Eddie and Rocky, just a little while longer. But before we go, uh, Rock, earlier we talked about the hotel guest who thought that the stink in his room was his feet, only to find out later on that it was a dead body under his bed. In other hotel news. Can't be worse than that one. You you be the judge. (laughs) Okay. Because, dude, I'm not too, I wouldn't be too wound up about this either. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Police allege a sleeping hotel guest in a uh, in a room in Nashville woke up to find the night manager sucking on his toes. Oh my God! Okay, gun to your head. What do
3: you want? <laughs> a dead body under your bed, or
2: I think I'd go with the dead body under my bed I as opposed so to too. the dude sucking on my feet.
3: Because th- I'd probably kill him. So that that would be a
2: the suspect a of other David problems. Neal who was the manager of the Hilton Nashville downtown. Been arrested, charged with aggravated. Nashville it's not in -uh. some Bangladesh or something. Charged with aggravated burglary and assault. The uh, police there say that the manager made a key card to gain access to the hotel room and entered around 5 a.m. The guest from Texas named Peter Brennan told police that he woke up to find Neil sucking on his toes. Brennan said he jumped up screaming. Brennan said he then confronted Neil as he recognized him as one of the hotel employees. I could see he was wearing his hotel uniform. He still had his name tag on. And he was talking to me, but not really giving me any clear answers. Uh, the uh, Then Neil admitted to the guest, yeah, I I, yeah, I came in, but I, kinda, I, I smelled smoke. Okay, it still doesn't and I, explain. And I wanted to check on you. So the uh, room key wasn't found by police. He said he had thrown it away. Um, Blah blah blah. He he said about the smell of smoke, but there were no other complaints about a smoke smell. (laughs) None was detected. So all the other guests, nothing. Correct. Nuh-uh. we didn't smell a thing.
3: So I mean, there's like, is it clear that the guests in this hotel that they there's no past knowledge of each other?
2: Didn't know the dude. Didn't know the guy. Just. Some guy who worked at a hotel. Must have found him cute. I don't know why Apparently. one does stuff like that. Uh, but now, of course, Rock, as this is America, what do you suppose is happening? Sue. Abs well, not yet, but Brennan said he's been traumatized by this bizarre episode. I'm having problems sleeping, frankly. I'm going through some PTSD. I'm talking to a therapist. I still don't feel safe in my own home. That's it's- a little much. Now I'd be I'd be a little ticked off. Okay? I'd be I'd be a little ticked off. All kinds of ticked off. <clears throat> but um, Hilton Nashville downtown is independently owned and operated by a third party and no Hilton entity employs staff at this property. The safety and security of our guests is top priority Hilton mates it takes matters such as these very seriously. So you know what they're gonna offer the guy. You can stay in any Hilton, anywhere in the world, free for the rest of your life. I'll take it. I'd take Where do it? I
3: sign? I'd take it. Where do I sign?
2: Well, and what it sounds like this dude's going to be like, well, okay, I'll take that and, and $5 million. Yeah. You know, I'm, it, <laughs> I got to say, it can't, it's hard to blow off. <laughs> Some guy, you'll just forget and, that. You, right. You just don't forget that. I don't know if I'd be you know, if I'd be that freaked out about it like this guy apparently is. But yeah, uh, to to your point, I would be if if you're asleep and you woke up to somebody was what the su- hell? How, again, how do you think you're going to what do you think it's going to happen?
3: Something that that guy wouldn't make it out of that room though.
2: So oh, I'd, for sure. Be over. I mean, but it's like, what's the, you think the guy's going to be like, hey, crawl on in here. I'm, oh, I'm still sleepy. <laughs> he, he shot his yeah. shot and it didn't work. Yeah, he tried his best, man.
6: Came on, <laughs> came on just a
3: little strong.
5: A little strong.
6: And with that, let's talk some baseball.